welcome to another episode of Delayed Live from Ed City. We're here with Joseph Reese, right? For a long time, I only knew you as Reese because that's the way you announced yourself. Uh, and then you sent me an email, and uh, I said, "Well, I sent you an email back calling you Joseph." I said, "Oh no, you respond back. Maybe you don't like being called Joseph." <laughs> so is it okay to call you Joseph, or should I call you Reese? Anything. Okay, it's fine. Um, I first met Joseph uh, at iDrum, actually, out front. You showed up at one of the improv sessions. And how did you hear about that, by the way? Well, actually, I had heard about uh, the iDrum years ago and oh. thought, that sounds like a neat place, but I just never made it down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joseph makes uh, homemade instruments, but I, I was intrigued when uh, I, I had the feeling that you were quote homeless or at least were on the in the certain situation and since I feel very close to that oftentimes myself given my financial circumstances I thought well uh, I want to set up an interview with you and, and talk about living on the street and trying to do creative stuff and just kind of uh, talk about you know how you got where you are now I, you, we had the conversation out in front of iDrum one night so maybe we could reprise some of that. So I guess the question is, are you homeless? And, yes. And what does that mean exactly? You're living in a for what you're living. You were living in a sort of a tent city, right? Correct. Uh, like a camp. A camp. And how long were you living there? Oh, uh, most of the summer. This last summer. Mm-hmm. And I, what was that like? It was um, interesting because yeah. uh, most of the other people I was living with were um, usually. In vibing and mm-hmm. you know a lot of uh, substance abuse yeah. quite a bit. Right? So I was like the caretaker. Wow, how many people were? In I think the there camp? was seven. Uh, is that um, you don't have to say where it is? I'm sure it was in that sort of hidden away kind of area. But are there other areas like that? Other camps that you were familiar with? And how did you happen to find? I mean, how did you get to that situation where you were on the street and in a camp, basically? Well, essentially, uh, it's kind of a long story, but um, I was um, employed, and then I lost, well, they closed down the restaurant that I managed, mm-hmm. and um, had a hard time finding an, another job, and um, I had met this uh, other person that was homeless. He was um, sleeping out by our, our pool at the apartment complex. But you were in an apartment at that yeah. time, in, inside, uh-huh. in town, right? And we got to talking and playing guitar, and and uh, we seemed to hit it off pretty well. And I, at the time, my roommate was away on, like he was supposed to be away for six months on a job, so I said you could stay in my place. And um, well, it turned out he had um, problems, mm. and um, mental problems or yeah, substance problems. Well, both substance abuse problems are mental problems, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, he became a problem and threatened neighbors and mm. wrote stuff on the walls. Mm. Wow. And because actually my roommate came back and said, no, he can't stay here. And then the night that I convinced my roommate to let him stay, he, he went nuts, essentially. Wow. And then because of that, because I brought him on, more or less invited him, they said, well, you got to go. That's mm. how I got, got The apartment there. people said, or your yeah. roommate, or, yeah. Everybody. Hmm. Well, were you in pretty good stead with the people in the apartment there, or this was just yeah? Something? I thought I was. I was. I had lived there like over five years. Wow! 
so you knew people there, and they were friends of yours, and living in the apartment complex or acquaintances, anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And um, well, long long story short, then I called up my brother-in-law and my sister, you know, for some help, and what I got was they dumped me down here. At they live in Atlanta. Union, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Union Mission. Uh -huh. And so that was what, uh, how long ago was that? About a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I was there and I was totally unfamiliar with Atlanta. Did you been living here for a while? Or what well, I lived up in Marietta oh, for okay. like 18 years. Wow. But I only knew that little area. I didn't really travel outside of that area. In the city proper of Marietta, or kind of just in that whole well, a, East Cobb East Cobb area. Okay. Do you have family up there, or? I have a sister here and um, a brother. But I nobody, don't. nobody would help you out. Would say, did you have prior problems? I, I'm sorry to be so analytical, but I'm kind of you know. My own head goes around through all kinds of weird mechanisms. So, but did you have problems with them before, and that that was the reason why they didn't want to help you? Or I mean, well, what happened to brotherly and sisterly love? Uh, my sister and her brother-in-law turned like real strange evangelical, and oh, it I was see. conditions I that I didn't want to. I, you can't force me to do that for right. for help. Right. Right. And then not very Christian, was it? No. To, to, <laughs> to help you well, if you will, blah 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 blah. You know, you're not reading the Bible every day, and it's like, that's not. Mm -hmm. What's that? Wow. I mean, um, and then my brother is uh, in his own world. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so then anyway, back to your your apartment. So you you got kicked out, and you mm -hmm. didn't have any resources, and. The, so uh, I guess this guy said, "Hey, I know some places to stay." That this guy was causing trouble, or how did how did the tent city thing happen? Oh, I got like I said, I uh, my brother-in-law dumped me down at Lenin oh, Union, Union Mission. Mission, right? First, so I was in there for a while until I found Samaritan House. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, I had pneumonia, a broken foot. I was in real bad shape, mm -hmm. and I was then I um, I got out of Union Mission into. Um, Central Presbyterian mm -hmm. shelter, and um, you know, I regained my health. And um, did they treat you okay there at Central Presbyterian? Yeah, I don't know anything. Atlanta Union Mission, and there's a few of them that are like really bad, mm -hmm. like just you don't want to know. Mm, yeah, I do actually. That's why. <laughs> like r rats and really, yeah, yeah, and just mm. you know, it's it's. Inhumane. Mm -hmm. so, um, so we'll talk about because I think you said you're back at the Union Mission now. After no, I'm not. Oh, you're, you're you're another. I'm at um, Central Presbyterian. Oh, now, now you're at Central Presbyterian. Okay. Sort of. Okay. So the conditions at Union Mission. Uh, how, how does that work? I mean, let's say you're homeless and you find yourself on the street and you, you know, as we're all, as the middle class is often threatened that they're going to be for all kinds of reasons. But let's say you do happen to find yourself for whatever circumstances. So you say, well, I, you know, I've heard about the Union Mission. I'm going to go over there. And so what happens when you go up to the front door? Uh, they say, I need help. What are they, what, what's the, what, what's the follow through of all that? No, they just kind of ask you some basic questions. Not much. Your age, are you a veteran, as mm -hmm. I can remember, and mm -hmm. uh, your social security number and your name, do you have an ID? Uh, mm -hmm. And that, see, at the time, also, going through all this, I didn't have any IDs. Mm -hmm. They, um, 
I was uh, a lot of my stuff was stolen by that the guy that I helped out driver's license and stuff like that so I'm going through all this without IDs too oh, wow. and there's you can't get a job without an ID and you and could be Al-Qaeda yeah I mean, you know, you never know. Tom and Jerry tie. Tom and Jerry tie. I think that's a good disguise for you know a terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you didn't have any kind of ID. And, yeah. Uh, so um, did they they frown upon that? Say, you technically, know. yeah, you can be arrested for that. If, if you have no uh, form of ID, then mm -hmm. yeah, you must be up to something. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. So, but luckily, I um, avoided. I've been. Avoiding any kind of real trouble, or mm -hmm. I've been lucky so far. So would they throw you in jail if if you were just walking down the street and the policeman didn't like the way you were walking? Yeah, they could put you in jail sure. for not having any proper identification. Sure. Okay. Which so, is a very strange, but yeah. And I have been well, not recently, but I used to be stopped a lot up in Marietta, even just walking in my apartment complex. Really? Yeah. Well, it's the long white hair and. It's what would they ask you when they were stopping you? Where do you live? What are you doing? I live right there. <laughs> 30 feet away. Yeah. Huh. Um, it's just profiling. Yeah. So, uh, so when you go to the Union Mission, then they ask you these questions, and they say, you know, then, then how do you, you just say, okay, and then they, they give you a bunk, or they, how, do they, how do they work? Yeah, essentially. They sign you a number or something, or is no? You is just it? go there every day. I th as I recall, it would be <clears throat> two or three o'clock, and wait until five or something like that. Why do you have to wait? Is that when they let you in? Yeah. So and there's a long line. Oh, so first come, first serve. You get right. And you'd be out there in the cold rain, and what? That's how I got pneumonia. Amongst being among amongst all these other people that right. who knows what. Right. What they have. Right. I'm sure everybody's coughing and hacking and, mm -hmm. and what else? Sca and, um, scratching. So anyway, yeah, you get a bunk. Um, they they feed you probably about a cup, cup and a half of soup, and that's it. No bread with it or anything. Well, yes, yeah, stale bit, bread. Yeah. Anything else you got to get on your own, um, and then I don't know. I don't remember how long I was there. It was. Maybe a month, maybe two months, something like that. Mm. Until I found Samaritan House, and um, they got me into Central Presbyterian, which was much nicer. Mm -hmm. And they feed you proper meals, and mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's cleaner. Mm -hmm. And they, they're discriminatory about who they let in. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of people were at the, or are at the Union Mission? I mean, uh, I guess you've got all... Yeah, alcoholics, drug addicts, uh, people that... Should be some kind of medication after treatment. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, a lot of that because I, I don't know if it was one of so you know they just kind of let everybody out. Mm -hmm. So okay, so you're waiting around there, no matter what the thing is, till from whatever till five, they let you in. Then uh, then what? You can you can go lay down, or they give you something to eat right then, or so you, supper time and all that. You go get yourself situated, and then um, they go by dorm rooms, and you go in and eat, and then you come back, and uh, it's, I have I don't remember if it was lights out at eight o'clock or something. By then, uh, you're exhausted anyway. Right. The sooner the better, and sometimes I just 
get in there and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, do they have a common room where, like with a TV set, or I guess not, because they don't want people hanging around? No, not at, uh, not at Union Mission. Um, now there is a upstairs, there's a separate upstairs mm -hmm. for people that are in their program. What's their program? Um, it seems like kind of cultish, religious indoctrination. They kind of were after me to hmm. join it. And you get, I, think, I guess you get other amenities, but from what I heard later that um, they'll get you to go get food stamps, and then you got to give them the food stamps. And Really? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like, and then you can't leave for like six months, and you work there. I mean, you can't leave the premises at all for six months, or you, you have day privileges, or what? You From what I understood, you can't leave at all. So it's, oh it's really strange, and I, I didn't want to be a part of that. Did, did you know anybody that was a part of it? That you not kind of, really. I, it, I just kind of stayed away from them because, and not only not only that, there would be time. I remember one time one of the guys that was in their program came into the dorm and was I think it was on a Friday. He said, "I'm going for a liquor run. Who wants it?" <laughs> you know, and it's like there's not supposed to be any liquor there. Yeah, and the. They were taking advantage of people, and wow! So, how many people uh, on any given night? Because I guess it's packed every night, basically. What's the capacity for this space? You know, just roughly three or four hundred. And how many people would show up that would get turned away? Maybe just a rough idea. Just maybe fifty, sixty more than that. Hmm. Did you ever make any friends with people there when uh, during this period of time? I guess since you got everybody's got to spread and leave. What time do you have to leave, by the way? In the next um, they get you up at four. At four. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then you gotta. I guess you can hang around there till like they they evidently served breakfast. I never stayed because I was just like I want to get out of here. Mm -hmm. Do the guys there then go to day labor? Uh, yeah, some of them did. I, I suppose some of them um, did that or worked regular jobs until they could get back on their feet. Mm -hmm. um, there's a there's a lot of people there that um, get, and there's a lot of people in general that get uh, some kind of disability checks. Mm -hmm. and there's one guy I still see once in a while. Um, that's been he was he's been there for like almost ten years at the Union Mission. Yeah, and all he does is leave when he leaves there. He hangs out at CNN all day and then waits to go back. Wow. So yeah, it's pretty strange as far as uh, what's he like uh, as a person. I mean, is he? He seems like a, a fairly intelligent guy, and and um, I just think he's. Uh, Kind of institutionalized. He's got this routine that he can't, can't get break. out of. Right? Are there a lot of guys like that? Because I, I, one time, I, I worked a day labor a thing. Uh, I think it was Durham Temporaries. You had to be there at seven o'clock, and I remember there would be guys. I looked like they were right off the street, or from the Union Mission. They would have their belongings in a paper bag. Some of them would still be drunk, and uh, then the, the guys would pick them out and then you'd take you off to. You know, yeah. Uh, um, to go do that, so I guess that's become a lifestyle for a lot of these guys. Yes, right? it has. You know, that's one one of the reasons I um, started volunteering at um, Samaritan House. Mm -hmm. Is that you know I didn't want to fall into that because mm -hmm. I do know guys that will 
work day labor jobs and whatnot and get up enough money and then they'll blow it all right and then be right back in the same situation yeah it's easy to do these day labor things because they'll give you advances on your stuff right and then you know, they know that they're going to buy whatever with it some liquor or substances so way the guys up at that camp were they yeah. were uh, so how did you wind up in the camp I, so you were you were in the mission for a while and then that you, got, you got fed up of that uh, yeah and then straight. I got I uh, came over to Samaritan house and I started volunteering in the kitchen as the dishwasher and got uh, got a um, voucher or whatever that uh, to get into Presbyterian but see that's only uh, winter it ends in March um, then I went over to um, a place in Druid Hills where I may have to go soon because at uh, Presbyterian they don't want you, you have to be in by seven um, and they don't want you to work any later than that and my possible job I'll be working 10 11 o'clock mm. mm-hmm. um, so and the other place uh, th- they'll make allowances for that mm-hmm so, but why did you leave the mission and wound up back in a, in a camp situation? I mean, the, well, um, the other, all right, the Druid Hills mission ended sometime in the spring. I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. when. And um, just through knowing some people. You mean, what do you mean? It ended? They, their whole program ended yeah. forever? Yeah. And they closed, shut it down? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're only open for uh, the winter, essentially. Huh? Is that the case with all, all the Union missions around that they're only open during the no, Christmas months, no. or just certain just ones, just okay. the better ones? Oh, yeah. Um, now there's peach tree and pine. I've never been there. I'm told that's just horrendous. Mm-hmm. And then Union Mission, I can't imagine anything being worse than Union Mission. Mm-hmm. But. Um, so the way I ended up out at the camp was I just knew these guys from out being out on the streets and running into them and talking to them, and they kind of kind of invited me out there, mm-hmm. told me what kind of where it was, and and there was one day I just decided you know I need you know um, I'm gonna take a chance and, and go up there and see if I can find it. Is it was in walking distance of where you were, or you had to take some? No, I have to take Marta out there. Oh, so it's outside. Is it outside the city, uh, yeah. basically? Oh, okay. Yeah. A wooded area, sort of, I guess. Correct. Mm-hmm. And um, I found it, and it, you know, I ended up staying out there. Um, it really wasn't too bad. It was kind of nice, as far as um, actually everyone kind of got along. There was some minor stuff, but. Um, we weren't bothered by anybody. It was it, you could feel felt like it, you were safe. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you stay down here, mm-hmm. you never know who's going to come up on you. Well, you did tell me one horrific story uh, when we were talking about it about the, the explosions at one night. Although that was last night, I was out there. Last night, well, probably I couldn't think yeah. it was last, your last night. Yeah, the, um, well, I knew something was going to happen for about a month before this Why? happened. Why was I that? just had. Tension in the camp or something? Or? No. Well, for one thing, yeah, people were getting too rowdy drunk and making too much noise and um, calling too much attention to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, also, 
well, it was getting to where the leaves were falling off, so you could kind of see into oh, the woods. Oh, okay, yeah. And I was like, oh, something's it's not good. Something's not gonna. This is not gonna last. Mm -hmm. um, so I I kind of moved around myself to find a, a spot where I wouldn't be spotted, mm -hmm. and I had an exit in an emergency. Mm. And um, were, were other guys here of that? much foresight in no, thinking about this no they were just thinking about their next drink <laughs> yeah but they had uh, the other guys had like tents and porches and it was almost mm -hmm. like a little little city and they actually considered you know they got they would get mad at me if i called it the camp this isn't a camp this is my home and i'm like <laughs> no it's not a, it's a camp <laughs> yeah. uh. um they even built a, a little uh latrine which i didn't think was a good idea but mm-hmm um yeah and also it, it was helicopter traffic overhead so oh, i right. i'm pretty sure the um authorities knew there was somebody up there but right. as long as anything nothing crazy was going right. on um they didn't bother until that night and uh so anyway i had a feeling that it wasn't going to last and um kind of prepared myself to make a quick exit in the emergency and it happened one night where um, I woke up and I'm like looking up at uh, a helicopter and hovering above me with spotlights and stuff and I'm like wow what the hell's going on yeah and then I smelled something and I'm still half asleep and I get up and I look and I see spotlights in the woods and stuff and I'm still not quite getting what's going on and then I, I saw an explosion which I, I think was probably a spray can Hmm. Uh, so evidently, well, I got my stuff and split out of there. On the way leaving, I dropped my motor card in the woods. Hmm. So I had to go back and find it. But um, uh, one of the guys, he was on like a two-month drunk. I mean, really Damn. bad. Where the day before, I was trying to convince him to go into detox. Was he like drinking continuously? Yes, I guess, and not eating. Night. And I mean, like gallon of vodka a day. Oh my God! I mean, just ridiculous. Just in bad shape. He evidently uh, started a fire with cigarette and uh, started a forest fire. He burned himself, mm. and he he evidently bailed, didn't warn anybody. So was he in a tent, or was he in a sleeping bag? He was in a tent. In a tent, yeah. Hmm. So. And you said you came back, and he was so drunk, he, he couldn't even couldn't even walk. Basically. Yeah, he was on his hands and knees, and he was all burnt. And I was. Uh, I helped him back to his tent, and I was like, "What the hell happened?" And he was just like, I can't find my tent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was really surprised because, see, I had made an exit and then gone across, uh, like, the freeway to kind of wait and see what would happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the other guys at the camp was there already. And we sat there for, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes. And decided, well, let's go back into town. Um, so we were walking back 
uh, past the uh, the camp, mm -hmm. and we were expecting to see the the rest of the guys in the back of squad cars and whatnot. Hmm. Oh, they're busted for sure, man! They, they ruined it. All of a sudden, nothing. Nobody showed up. No cops. No. no. Well, the fire department was there. Oh, okay. But there was no cops. There was a, a, a police helicopter, but no police. To, you know. And had the camps scattered at that point? Had they all disappeared? No, actually, uh, just two of us. <laughs> and one of them had, had, had was on his way to the camp when he saw. Mm. So he just turned around and went back to wherever mm -hmm. he was coming from. But mm -hmm. So that camp is still going, apparently. Then. No, or they bulldozed it. Uh, they, okay. Uh, lo and behold, um, everybody departed the camp. I could, we still couldn't believe nobody got arrested. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody departed, and they were all trying to make plans of what what are we going to do. And, and some of these guys had a lot of stuff they acquired and dumpster diving kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and just handouts and right. and I had you know that base I built right. that mm -hmm. was up there that got bulldozed and some mm -hmm. of my stuff got. So you were you were living there when you when you came by. To the first time you came at Iron then you yeah. were at the camp. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's where I was building those things because it was oh, I see. secluded in the woods and I could uh, work on it. You know? Okay. So then you said, okay, well, that's gone. So now you went back, you, you found the Central Presbyterian at that point and. Yeah, I got back in there. Right. Um, well, for a while until it reopened, I was staying at different places. Mm -hmm. um, a friend's house here or somebody's apartment here but the, you know it's always either a weird situation mm -hmm. or it's an unstable situation where mm -hmm. well it's two three days or a week mm -hmm. and then i gotta find someplace else to go so off and on during all this period of time uh you you were cooking for um samaritan house, samaritan house. Mm -hmm. and you've been doing that for a while right? i think you what yeah, I, I went that. from being dishwasher to uh, the head chef. Um, nobody knew I could cook until the two guys that were cooking got into a fight, and um, uh, the guy that was head of the kitchen, Father Patrick, said he just got fed up, and he said, all right, Joe's in charge now. Joe's <laughs> mm, he didn't know you could cook at all. No. And you were a chef when you were at the apartment. Well, uh, yeah. You did chef-type things, right? I don't know what yeah, I've, uh, you know, been a chef in a Cuban restaurant. Yeah, I can cook. Mm -hmm. I could do a lot of things, but people don't either believe me or they don't hear it when I tell them. Mm -hmm. So he put you in charge and... That's where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, I do all the ordering and, uh, you know, I mean, the kitchen's mine. I'm mm -hmm. king of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Well, that's... You know, what is it Milton said? Better to rule in hell than to serve in heaven. So <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, well, the kitchen it's over close. there. I'm sure there's some problems there. Oh, there yeah. There's, I had a lot of thievery, people stealing mm -hmm. food and um, knives and utensils. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's primarily homeless that come through there, right? The people that you uh, were in the Union Mission with. Are, yeah. Uh, you know, people yeah. Like well, not people like yourself. Well, essentially, Samaritan House is a jobs training program. Oh, okay. Where they, they don't actually train you um, f with a skill. They help, they prepare you to enter the workforce. Mm. 
resumes, they give you okay. online um, email, mm-hmm. phone mail, mm-hmm. they got the laundry, you can get clothes, including, cool. you know, like suits and whatnot, wow. um, showers, mm-hmm. counseling, they, and then they have classes on, you know, like uh, how to make a resume, how to conduct yourself in an interview, mm-hmm. uh, financial management, mm-hmm. substance abuse counseling, you know. So the guys seem to take advantage, I assume it's all guys, right? Uh, mostly, mostly, but there are, there are women. A few there. women, yeah. So people take advantage of that, or are they there for the food mostly, and then, you know? Well, there's a certain amount of uh, required uh, classes that people have to take. I think there's six of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people, they're just there for the services, the right. food. If they get online, they're doing either games or they're not right. supposed to look at porn, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure. But um, well, but there are people, um, actually quite a few people that uh, are mm-hmm. um, serious. Mm-hmm. Well, have you met other people that are, I mean, I don't, I don't really know you at all, Joseph, but uh, you seem to be like just someone that got into circumstances and kind of fell into a crack and kind of hard. Have you ever been in this situation before? Uh, actually, yeah. You have been? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I assume that you're not a substance uh, person. I don't know. Maybe you are. You know, Not really, no. I mean, back in the day, I, you know, smoked a lot of reefer. Yeah. And well, experimented, but... Well, half of Atlanta would be in prison if that was, if that, you know, if that was a problem for people now. Um, so, but anyway, have you, so have you met people that they are kind of in, you know, in your same situation that uh, kind of have it together? Because it seemed to me like you have it together mentally. And I'm trying to keep it together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so do you come That's across people like battle. that that have fallen into this kind of... <coughs> yeah, there, the other, there, there's quite, quite a few. few. Yeah. So, well, maybe we'll come back around to this as we close up... Uh, uh, the our discussion. Let's take a short break here, and then when we come back, let's talk about your uh, production of musical instruments. All right. 